0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's wearing orange today. She's Ashley Pickle.
1: Yeah, it's because we're having our Thanksgiving potluck. I thought you this know, kind of—I have a question. This kind of scream Thanksgiving. So yeah. We
0: made an announcement yesterday. Well, we didn't. Somebody else made an announcement yesterday that uh, that they were going to be joining our team. Ah, yes. Um, Amanda Atwell is going to be joining our team as. Let's go. What's the what's, uh, what's the word? partner services partner Coor- services, Coor- services coordinator? coordinator. She's, know, fancy. she's She's like, doing. She's boss lady. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, she's important lady. Is what what she's there. You go. Yeah. Um, we need one of them around here. I have a question though. Yeah. Presently, you're the only blonde-haired girl in this.
1: Dude, I know we're adding to the team. Do you think we can convince Malpal to go blonde? We'll have the trio.
0: Oh, so you're you welcome this? Oh, absolutely. You didn't want so you you. I thought maybe you'd view this as a threat.
1: No, the more blondes, the better. We're th- convincing Malpal is is next up. Will you go blonde?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Will I go blonde? There is one photo of me with like. When I was like 14, uh-huh. I did like the sun in or whatever you call it. Yeah, the, uh, okay. The bleach the hair. Were you like trying that. to get
1: like frosted tips going, or I don't know what you, I was channeling I was going your for. inner JT? Is that what I don't <laughs> understand. It was, but it was, there's a photo of this. It exists. All right, you I'm gonna to, have to, to get, get with Mama Tub. Get, get get with
0: uh, get with my mom or mm-hmm. and she can probably hook you up. Okay. Anyway, today is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. Two days until Thanksgiving. Let's Go. Brrr, tomorrow's Thanksgiving spectacular. Um. Happy birthday to Franklin Pierce. Franklin Pierce, the 14th president of the United States, widely regarded as one of the worst presidents in the United States history. He went a little expansion crazy, including adding a bunch of uh, slave states, which kind of set the stage for the Civil War. So bad job, Franklin Pierce. Happy birthday. You've been dead for a while. Episode 1,288. On today's show, guys, we are going to kind of start cramming a bunch of (laughs) – we're going to start cramming three episodes into two. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Today, we're going to do our college football recap. We're going to go back and answer those burning questions we had on Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Then we're going to unveil the DCTF Top 10 plays of the Week. No, Craig, this week, we gave him the week off. He was like, I'm sick of you people. Really just sick of
1: you. He likes me.
0: Then uh, we are going to bump the butt groove guide from Thursday to Tuesday. So we're going to tell you how to spend your entire weekend on the couch watching football. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a big weekend for watching football. It it's is the weekend for watching football, in my humble opinion. The no, yes. humble opinion of this reporter.
1: You're gonna be so full. You need to sit on your couch yes. and just your couch is a is let a, it settle. Yes, your couch is
0: is a it's a therapy device. Isn't it? it
1: is. Yeah, that's so, a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've got a few other things scattered hither and yon, so stay tuned for that. Do we have first four through the door?
1: We sure do. It was Ryan Smiga, Derek Del Rio, Trisha Pickle, and William Dyson. Welcome in, fellas and lady fella. Who was that third one? Trisha Pickle. My mom. She's heading up tomorrow.
0: Hey, hey Trish. Text me. (laughs) Pickle, let's talk a little bit about college football. The college football weekend has come and gone. We had some big-time questions uh, across the uh, state of Texas uh, as far as what was going to happen in our burning questions segment. Now we're going to go back and answer those questions. So, Pickle, where are we starting?
1: Let's start with the SEC. Well, kind of SEC. These late-season non-conference SEC pay games are weird, right? And if you missed it, they just... Absolutely mollywopped Prairie view AM um, fifty-two
0: to three. Well now here's the one thing I will say. And, and you're gonna sound very this is gonna sound like very weird, but Prairie view is pretty good. Like for the oh, FCS yeah. team. Now AM is a top fifteen college if FBS team, and even if they're taking on a pretty good FCS team, they did what they should do to them. It was it was a no contest. Um they they ran away from fifty-two to three, it was not even really that close um but yeah it was weird uh i shout out to the texas a&m though they put out they filmed and put out on social media the entire prairie view band performance mm. uh nice. because from what i understand a lot of the aggie fans are like well first of all it's like senior day so they want to go into that but then also aggie fans are like Oh, we got to go because we got to see the prairie view band because the prairie view Va- band rules yes um anyway not particularly interesting in this game um you know a and M at a sixty percent success rate in in non garbage time, which is kind of ludicrous. Anyway, A <laughs> and rolls. What's next, pickle?
1: Up next, let's go to Oof. What percentage chance do you give SMU of ruining Cincinnati's perfect season? Well, with a forty-eight to fourteen, I mean, just blistering loss up there. I would say a negative seven.
0: Uh, yeah. So <laughs> here's the issue for for SMU. Um, they needed to start hot, and they started—what's the opposite of hot? Uh, super cold. That's super cold. And and Cincinnati— w- Frozen. Cincinnati did kind of like what SMU's done to a lot of teams, which mm-hmm. is just, like, punch them in the mouth and, like, break their will. Yeah. And SMU had no response. They, Make
1: uh, them dig a hole that they can't get themselves out of. It was
0: 48-14, and it was, it was pretty ugly. Um, uh, Desmond Ritter went off— this was the game that uh, that whatever Luke Fickle was selling to his team, mm-hmm. he said, guys, we need some style points. They got some style points. Right. They beat a good SMU team. Because I still think SMU's a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. They beat a good SMU team, and they th- thumped them.
1: Yeah, I think it got to the point where our buddy uh, Joseph Hoyt over there at the Dallas Morning News was like, I'll tweet after the game." Sacked him three like, sac- like,
0: Sactere, Mordecai three times. They could they couldn't not get anything. anything going. The running game was actually okay, but then... Tanner Morkai was under pressure the whole game and had probably his worst game of the year. Um, he only threw for 66 yards in non-garbage time. Yeah, that's so. rough. Anyway, there you go. Uh, 0% chance is the final answer there. What's <laughs> next,
1: Pickle? Up next, we go to the Big 12 where things almost got dicey in Fort Worth. Is TCU closer to what we saw against Baylor or against OSU? And they barely, I mean barely, squeak it out 31-28 to 28 over the Jayhawks of Kansas. So
0: here's the thing, and, and maybe we should have seen this coming when they when they fired Gary Patterson, who was a defensive genius. Mm -hmm. But the last couple of weeks, the defense, woof. It had not been good all year long, but it's taken a big step backwards. I mean, they gave up 52% success rate to Kansas. Yeah. Now, Kansas' offense has obviously figured something out. They've hung... Eighty-something points the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know that's impressive. But you shouldn't be doing that. Now, look, the name of the game is to win, and that's what they did. I think they got a really impressive game from Kendra Miller and Max Duggan. Both, I think, really put on the cape. Uh, Max Duggan, especially on the ground, um, they they spread the ball around to a number of guys. They ran the ball really effectively, and that was that was what ultimately held them uh, held them in the game. Um, yeah, this was a really bizarre game. But TCU weird. won, and yeah. they don't ask you how; they ask you how many, mm-hmm. and and they did it. They, you know, I don't know. This was a this was a bizarre game, and, and, and for if you're asking the question, they're obviously closer to what they were against Oklahoma State mm-hmm. than they were against Baylor, but. A win's a win, and you put it in the left-hand column. What's next, Michael?
1: Speaking of Oklahoma State there, um, the question was, make a play on the line. Oklahoma State was favored by 10 at Tech, and, well, that line stuck, plus some 23 to nothing. Tech gets shut out against
0: the post. Yeah, it's been a minute since Tech's been shut out, yeah. especially at home. Um, give a lot of credit. Oklahoma State's got a legit defense. That oh, defense yeah. is legit. Um, But, you know, the, the, obviously, and they, they completely swallowed whole Texas Tech. Tech mm-hmm. withheld a 100 yards to total offense, okay? And and maybe what we saw, you know, look, this is now twice that w- that a coach has been fired, they have made a change at quarterback, and the quarterback has had one great game and then spiraled. Yep. Both against Oklahoma State, mind you. Yeah. Right? Because uh, for TCU. TCU, if Chandler Morris mm-hmm. comes in, sparks into a big win over Baylor, the next week gets absolutely swallowed by Oklahoma State. Yep. La- with tech, Donovan Smith steps in after they fire uh, Matt Wells. They go bowl he steps eligible. In. They get bowl eligible by beating Iowa State, <laughs> and, and then, then they they he shut out. craters against there. Now they- I'm glad they got Baron Morton a little bit of run. I'm glad he got got in and got to make a little bit of plays. He went one for three, but um, yeah, this was an ugly, ugly game. The defense I thought actually played okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they I don't think they embarrassed themselves. They you know they most especially were able to hold down the running game. Spencer Sanders made basically a couple plays. That was the difference, um, but. You know, look, it, it Texas Tech, the offense cratered. And yep. that's what's you're what still that? going
1: bowling. So and go bowling. you're waiting for the new coach. What's so it's like, okay. The, the, the season is <laughs> this is a waiting is. game. The season
0: is what it is at yeah. this point. Right. What's next?
1: Up next, the over under on basically 500 mm. total yards for Coastal. And this was, a, I didn't watch this game.
0: Me either. I'm but not punishment.
1: I was interested in the score, I'm assuming it was mostly garbage time, but 35-21 against Coastal isn't
0: It was terrible. not. It was 14-14 at halftime. Yeah. It was 14-14 at halftime. Now, as far as the over-under is concerned,
1: <laughs> Oh no. What?
0: I'm so good at this. Oh, Do you know how many yards Car- Coastal Carolina had? What, like 501?
1: 498. Oh man! Wow! <laughs> okay, I don't give you credit often. That's impressive.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, Coastal Carolina pulled away late in this game. This game was very dicey. Give a lot of credit to Texas State. You know, one of the way, we don't like to use the, the the Q word around here, but there there is a possibility that teams like this could quit. Mm-hmm. They very clearly didn't quit, and I think that's that's a testament to what they're doing. They're playing a the team that was overmatching them, but Coastal Car- you know, Coastal Carolina's a good team. Obviously, they rang up nearly 500 yards to the offense, but not 500 yards to the offense. And, <laughs> Did
1: you take um, the over or the under? I, I can't remember. remember. Um, we need to go back. Because yeah. if you if you took the under on that and you set that's the line impressive. perfectly, that's pretty stinking impressive. I probably took the over Yeah, I was thinking, go buy a lotto ticket. Um, anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, give a lot of credit to Texas State for hanging in against a team that's much better than them. But they're just playing out of the string at this point. And now all eyes are going to be on whether or not they keep Jake Spavittal around for next year. So it'll be interesting to watch. What's next, Pickle. <laughs>
1: Um, up next, let's go back to the AAC here. Now, Houston has clinched a spot in the AAC title game. That was decided before this game was ever even played. But how did it affect this game? Well, they did what they needed to. Thirty-one to thirteen over a, a Memphis team that that sounds like the score it should have been.
0: There's a very scary injury in this game. Donovan Mouton went down and was down for a long time. It's be car- car- off. All all reports are that he's going to be okay, which is obviously great. Um, that kind of colored a lot of this game. But but I'll tell you that that Houston. Houston did not look like a team with nothing to play, play for. They looked like a team. They looked like a team that's been bodied by Memphis before and mm-hmm. wanted a little bit of revenge. Yep, I thought they played really well. I thought I thought that Clay. I think Clayton toon has been excellent. I think Alton McCaskill is is excellent the, as well. He's the future. He's the future. Um, This whole and and the defense really made they made a bad quarterback situation there at Memphis look look bad Mm -hmm. and that's that's what they need to do they got after him Uh, they they had two sacks they were they they kind of you know. Pressured them, you know, made him, had them on the run most of this game. This is an impressive win. This is a thorough win uh, for, uh, for Houston. You know, look, are, are there things they can work on? Yeah, they, got, they took a ton of penalties in this game. Mm-hmm. So clean that up. But overall, you know, for, for Houston, in a game that functionally didn't mean anything, yeah, I think that's pretty darn good. Nothing, no notes really there. So good job, Houston. What's next, pickle?
1: Up next, it was our small school game of the week. We went to Division Three. What's the outlook for UMHB as the Division Three playoff kicks off? And I mean, hey, they hey. they got their win. It was very low scoring,
0: thirteen to three over Trinity. But that's also um, that's also the way that they they roll. Well, that's absolutely, the that, that, that's that's Mary, that's Pete Fredenberg football. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
1: ground cool. and pound.
0: Yeah, we're gonna hold you down and we're gonna get our offense where we need it, and that's the end of it. Now they get Birmingham Southern. Uh, they get that noon on. What's oh, the twenty seventh? Is that Friday or Saturday? Saturday, noon on Saturday. Uh, they get uh, uh, they get Birmingham Southern. But yeah, look, I think that they are. Um, I think they've got to be feeling pretty good about where about where they're heading. And and we're gonna find out. But but yeah, this is a big game this week uh, against against uh, Birmingham Southern. But good step in the right direction. Uh, and then at that point, they're talking semifinals, and then we'll see what. happens. Keep rolling. Yep. What's next?
1: Up next. Is North Texas gonna mess around and make a bowl game in a forty nine to seven best showing they've had all year?
0: Know. Now, okay. Yes.
1: FIU is terrible.
0: FIU is terrible,
1: but FIU they don't is in, typically go on the road and win ever.
0: F, FIU is in tatters. Like mm-hmm. they are, they they have claimed to being. I don't know if they're the worst team, but they might be the worst program in the in the country right now. Yeah. It's it's all bad right there. It's, it's like there's a lot of drama going on in the athletic department. It's all very bad. But that said, look, they went out there and they smooshed them yeah I mean they absolutely it was like 24
1: to nothing them. in the first quarter and I thought over. I i literally thought I read the score wrong when I looked
0: at it no this game was over and they got out in a garbage time and, and it was you know they they went out there and they dominated mm-hmm. they and we haven't seen that like we haven't seen them play a bad team because they played plenty of bad teams and they haven't dominated them like no. this that's impressive now are they gonna mess around and make a bowl? They gotta do the unthinkable this weekend. They gotta beat UTSA. Which
1: I can tell you that I, I was talking to someone from UTSA that's coming up for the game and they were like they were having trouble finding tickets. So I think that Apogee's gonna be I think Apogee's gonna be rolling this Saturday. I think it
0: will be. Um I would put them as pretty big underdogs to make a to make a bowl, but you know, you never know. And mm-hmm. and they're certainly playing their best bu- football right now. So Seth Luttrell may be trying to save his job there. So no interesting. Doubt. What's next?
1: All right, another disappointment by Texas. Who has to step up to the long for the Longhorns to make the bowl game, and they're not going to do it. Uh, no. Thirty-one to twenty-three. West by God, Virginia knocks them out of any possibility of getting a bowl game.
0: Yes, uh, the season's over for them. I mean, not functionally, but functionally, it's yeah. over. Uh, they play um, Kansas State. And then as far it's over. as the guys who needed to step up, right? Um, I thought that Rashawn Johnson played well. Yeah, one of the things that I think is interesting, and, and, and Steve Sarkisian mentioned in his post-game press conference. Um, we mentioned Xavier Worthy. He had a nice game. Mm-hmm. He continues to be a bright spot for this team. Um, but they could not get the ball to Jordan Whittington. And I know that was a guy that we mentioned offensively that they really need to step up. Uh, Keelan Robinson, I thought, had a really nice game. Um, but overall, the, the, the quarterback situation continues to be a, 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 um, a mess. I, I, I'll i be honest. And we'll, talk, we'll, we'll have a whole offseason to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think Texas needs to look at the transfer portal for a quarterback. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I I know that that I know that that has been the kind of thing that Texas fans don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line of it is, if you want to have a quarterback that can step up and step into a situation and play, I don't know if he's on the roster right now. No. And then you're going to ask like, what a freshman to come in? Mm-hmm. That just doesn't seem sustainable. Yeah. So, the uh,
1: biggest win that they got that they have had is that Bijan said he wasn't leaving. Right. Of course, that could always change, yeah. but that's the biggest win that they've had in checks notes four weeks, five I, weeks. I think they've <laughs> got. To, I
0: think they got to look at the. the I do too. Quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, what's next?
1: Up next, back to Conference USA, we go who needs this win more rice or utep and it was the Miners, 30 38 to 28 uh taking down the rice out
0: yeah got a got a big win this mm-hmm. game was super tight into the fourth quarter and and then they were able to kind of pull away and win it late um you know give a lot of credit to rice i think they had stomach for the fight in this game mm-hmm. they actually threw the ball relatively well with jake constantine who stepped in in a big way um but Gavin Hardison went nuts in this game. Gavin really Hardison did. was great. Ronald A. Watt had a great game. Uh, we, we mentioned yesterday how good Jacob Cowing is. Um, they've been great. And for UTEP, that really solidifies. Now, if they're at seven wins, mm-hmm. they'll get a bowl pit. Yep. Like, they weren't six wins, especially if you're super cold and you're right. losing. Like, you start six and one, and then you lose, lose five everything. in a row. Yep. Yeah, maybe they'll find a reason to hold you out. But seven wins, that feels good. For, for Rice, this is disappointing. They're going to need to try to save save some faces this week against Louisiana Tech because mm-hmm. another year at 3-9 and nine could be difficult. What's next, Pickle?
1: And finally, it was the game of the weekend. No doubt about this. Is it the biggest game in UTSA history? And as time expires, 34-31, to 31, they take down UAB to secure the Western Conference title and to secure them hosting the Conference USA Championship coming up
0: soon. Unbelievable game. So good. Um, Wild swings in this game. I thought... I thought that Bill Clark, the coach for UAB, who I think is a really good coach, yeah. Boy, I thought he spit the bit in this game. He did. Because they had four. And
1: that's uncharacteristic. They had fourth and, and, had
0: fourth and one um, with UTSA, I believe, out of timeout. And all they needed to do was pick up that one yard and they could ice and they could run out the clock. And instead, he decides to take a delay of game and then punt. And then, sure enough, they go down the field in, in 77 yards and, or 77 yards and get the game winning touchdown. Um, Frank Harris was masterful in this game. Um, they actually held, give you A B credit, they held Sincere McCormick in check, basically yep. better than anybody else has. But DeCorey and Clark was unbelievable in this game. He made, especially that final drive, he made two big, two or three big boy catches. He had one right, right down the sideline that's going to go down, like that's going to be like the drive mm-hmm. for UTSA fans for a long time. He made big, big boy throw catches. And then... Oscar Cardenas came up yep. with the big, like the the tip drill catch in in the end zone. And, well, and, and it was party nice. Time. I
1: mean, for the for that that specific drive showed to like it solidified in my mind that like we went into the season thinking, okay, UTSA has sincere McCormick, and it's like they've got a couple other people that could step up. Like they really do have the depth that it yeah. takes to go on and win the conference championship. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, we're gonna talk a lot about that that pass from Frank Harris uh-huh. to Oscar Cardenas, but I really think. It was second and four. There's like a minute left. Second and four on the UAB 43. And he hits to Corian Clark for that 33-yard pass that gets him down to the 10 for a first down. And that's the moment that you're like, oh, my God. Like, they're in the red zone. They're going to have a couple of shots at the end zone. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest play in my mind in the, in, in the game. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's simply remarkable what's happening there at UTSA. They're going to be favored this week. Uh, I don't even know who's going to win CUSA East. Do you know?
1: Oh, gosh. Let's see. Uh,
0: that's, that, I've been so focused on CUSA West, yeah. I haven't even looked. CUSA East, according to the Google machine, it looks like it's going to be Western? FAU. Oh. Or, or FAU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah, it's football. Yeah. Just make, that is wrong. That is no, yeah, it's, wrong. No, yeah, it's WKU. WKU. Western. Is it going yeah, to be Western Kentucky? Yeah, 6-1. It's going to be Western
1: Kentucky? Yeah, so it'll be... That has to be yeah. right. Yeah, Let's 2021. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep, yep. It'll because be their only
1: Kentucky. loss
0: is to, is to UTSa, TTSA, which was a tough game. Yeah, but they would get them at home this time in a mm-hmm. rematch. So, um, so yeah, you'd
1: have to beat them twice.
0: Have to beat them twice. But um, yeah, for UTSa, uh, what a remarkable season, and the best could be yet to come. They'll be favored in the rest of their regular
1: season. Well, they're seven and four. They're right. six and one in conference. Right. You so,
0: anyway. That's burning questions. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's, follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting, all across the Lone Star State. Go on, Steves!
1: Oh, bless you. Woo! We're getting fired up in here.
0: I'm fired up, <laughs> fired stinking up, pickle. Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work the assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. All leads up to the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 13 Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Prosper Offense Coordinator Tyler Moore, the Eagles exploded for 570 yards of total offense, averaging more than 10.5 yards per play in a 58-13 romp over Grand Prairie. Corpus Christi Flower Bluff Defensive Coordinator Clint Elwood, the Hornets defense stymied Eagle Pass win all night, holding them scoreless until the final frame for a 47-7 win. Snyder defensive coordinator Mike Widener. The Tigers' defense was a dominant force on Thursday night, standing tall on a goal line stand in the first quarter and never letting Graham pass the 40-yard line the rest of the night in a 14-3 victory. And finally, Bell's Offense Coordinator, Colt Henderson. The Panthers' offense was unstoppable on Friday night, running for 572 yards and nine touchdowns in Eastland in their 67-37 to 37 win over Eastland. So those are your Dairy Max built by Juggle Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Nominees, vote now on Twitter at DCTF.
1: Um. I accidentally I guess I left out one of the graphics but real fast going back to our college football segment uh, Baylor took down Kansas oh, yeah. State 20 to 10 so that was my fault I must have skipped over it but uh, yeah. uh, thank you for reminding us
0: here's a here's a quick moment on Baylor uh, a good win uh, they did what they needed to do to, to stick into um, to stay in, in playoff con- or self contention to win the Big 12 Um what I think is is very good is that they're all like, a lot of eyes are going to be on what happens with Gary Bohannon. Mm-hmm. I thought that Blake Shapin stepped in and played admirably, but he's not a long-term solution. Right. I don't think, um, especially if they were to go to a Big Twelve title game against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma right. State I think would swallow them whole. Mm-hmm. So for me, a lot of this comes down to how healthy is Gary Bohannon. Um,
1: and they need Oklahoma State to win in Bedlam this week, correct?
0: Correct. Okay. If Oklahoma State wins, then they go to the Big 12 championship game. If Oklahoma wins, then it's a rematch of Bedlam. So I thought the defense was exceptional. They held down Deuce Vaughn, which is uh, kind of a chore, but they mm-hmm. did it. Uh, they made the offense, uh, the, the passing game, pretty much non-existent for for Kansas State. So a great win for Baylor.
1: There. Yeah. Shout out Todd Gleaton for pointing yeah. that out to us. Sorry. Thank you.
0: Like <laughs> I say We felt one light. You know, yeah. It's fine. All right. Pickle, it's time to roll out the DCTF Top 10 Plays of the Week. We do thank you for using hashtag DCTF top 10 to let us know which plays should be the DCTF Top 10 Plays of the Week. Pickle gathers them all up. She puts them in her little highlight basket. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's, it's, really, it's decorated really nicely. But it's like she throws them all in here, and then she mm-hmm. kind of sorts them. and am ooh, I would like this. Yeah, like the that.
1: basket was popping this week. <laughs>
0: basket was popping. Here are the DCTF Top 10 Plays of the Week from the area round here on Texas Football Today. <laughs> Excuse me, the Lindale defense needs to step it up and try and get a stop here against an explosive Riceburg offense. As he gets to the outside, still on its feet. To the 45, he might take it all the way, and he will. Touchdown, DK Ward and the Riceberg. All over it. Yeah, so now you have to preach ball security here. Double tight formation. First down from your own one. Out. Let's go 99. Oh, big
1: hole. Big hole. that could happen. Wisher, one man to beat. Down the sideline. Still on his feet. 30, 20. Nobody's going to catch him. And he's in for the Taylor <laughs> Telecom touchdown.
0: 99 yards. Took it to the house. Yes, sir. Wow. Oh, yeah, In. Gives it off here makes a cut and a spin move and John Trey Davis gets in for his second rushing touchdown tonight they right out of know? once again pressure coming got some room oh what oh. a number
1: 4 Woo. are you kidding what me catch by number 4 what a play nana na na
0: na, na. Da, na. 7 seconds to play, a trail 28-27. That's worthy of being named a DCTF Top Ten Play of the Week. Please let us know now. Oh, can I report a little bit of breaking news? Sure. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. What? Uh, okay, so Pete Famel is mm-hmm. reporting.
1: He's broken all the tech news? Correct. Sources.
0: Yeah. With SMU's Sunny Dykes expected to leave for TCU. Hmm. SMU's potential search has come into focus. Former SMU Offensive Coordinator and current Miami Offensive Coordinator Rhett Lashley is the early leading candidate for SMU and will be hard to beat for the job. That's not necessarily a surprise. I thought he would have been on the short list anyway of guys. So um, we'll see. Uh, There is a lot of smoke right now about Sonny Dykes leaving for TCU. Uh, We will, of course, have you covered on TexasFootball.com should something come up. Our Mike Craven's all over. He's working the phones. Always. Pickle... Dave Campbell's Texas football, and from now on are proud to team up this week, this year to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 13, from now on, Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Michael Odell from Louisville. Coach Odell's Fighting farmers are showing why they are a force in 2021, as they avenged a blowout loss to Arlington Martin in the 2021, 2020 playoffs with a blowout win of their own, taking down the Warriors 35-18 to, to advance to the regional semifinals for the first time since 1996. In 5A, Shannon Hall from Mansfield Summit. Coach Hall has the Jaguars in the third round of the playoffs for the second straight season after a 56-7 thrashing of El Paso Chapin. In 4A, Wes Wood from Snyder. Coach Wood's Tigers improved to 9-3 in the year with a 14-3 area round win over Graham, putting Snyder in the regional semifinals for the first time since 2011. In 3A, Bo Ochoa from San Diego. Coach Ochoa's st- squad stunned favored Lano on Friday night, taking down the defending regional champs 35-27. The win was historic for the Vaqueros, who were in the third top round of the playoffs first time in school history. In 2A, Walter Brock from Schulenburg. Unheralded Schulenburg continues their magic playoff run as Coach Brock's uh, bunch improved to 6-6 six and six on the year with an impressive 37-12 win over Kennedy. In 1A, Danny Baker from Coolidge. Coach Baker's Yellow Jackets have a flair for the dramatic, blocking a would-be game-winning extra point with no time remaining to set, take down St. Joe 43-42, to 42, advancing to the regional final for the first time since 1989. Remember, in 6-man, the extra point kick is worth 2. two. So that would have won it for (laughs) St. Joe, and they blocked him. And the private school ranks, Brandon Motes from Dallas Bishop Lynch. In his first year with the Friars, Motes has sparked one of the state's most impressive turnarounds, going from winless in 2020 to the TAPS Division I state semifinals with a thrilling 52-50 win over Houston St. Thomas. So those are your From Now On Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to all the coaches, and thanks for all you do for players, schools, and communities. For more information on how your school can get a one-stop shop experience that transforms how it connects with fans and communities, visit from-now-on.com. Pickle, there's one more thing we got to do today. Uh, two. I know.
1: <laughs> you said one.
0: we got to do two. Wait, I thought we were doing the the game-winning decision. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. We can do
0: that. Sure. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Parker University have teamed up this season to honor Texas high school football players uh, who make Parker University's Sports and Performance Center and Synapse Human Performance Centers. Uh, wait, make... Well, I was wrong. Let me try that again. Hold on. That <laughs> We're just
1: going to start that whole We're start that thing, whole thing over. over. My goodness, what this a disaster whoop.
0: that was. Let's try again. Ready. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with Parker University to honor players who make game-winning decisions down the stretch with the Parker University game-winning decision of the week. And this week's game-winning decision comes with a grand performance, an, a last-minute upset, and a risky play call. <laughs>
1: is going to go for two here, 27 seconds to play, a trail 28-27.
0: Frisco Wakeland's Jared White had 100 rushing yards and two touch, rushing touchdowns, but that's not all. With 27 seconds left in the game, the Wolverines asked Jared to go for a risky but rewarding jump pass to pull within one point of Highland Park. Jared then ran for the ensuing game-winning two-point conversion as Frisco Wakeland stunned Highland Park, 29 to 28. He's the recipient of this week's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Game-Winning Decision of the Week, presented by Parker Sports and Performance Center, Parker University Sports and Performance Center, and Synapse Human Performance Centers. Treat athletic. Injuries and provide sports rehabilitation to get athletes on the field competing as fast as possible. Learn more at SynapseHPC.com. That's S Y N A P S E HPC.com. Congratulations to Jared White, Frisco Wakeland, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Game Winning Decision of the Week presented by Parker University Sports and Performance Center. There you go. Now, Pickle, we have one last thing to do, and that is the butt groove
1: guide. We're going to
0: tell you guys how to spend your whole weekend on the couch and this honestly this is the weekend that this is why you invest in a couch. Oh yeah. This is it. This is the optimal couch weekend. Yeah. You're going to be doing a lot on your couch. Mm-hmm. You're going to be eating on your couch. You're going to be napping on your couch. Mm-hmm. You know what else you're going to be doing? You're watching a lot of football on your couch. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you how to spend your whole weekend on your couch so you don't have to talk to your relatives. Awesome. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> Of course, a lot of these games can be found on texanlive.com. How many games do we have this week?
1: Oh, goodness. 25? Uh, yeah, or God-ly. over, I think.
0: Cool. Okay. Okay.
1: Thursday! Dateline!
0: I guess watch the Cowboys. There's only one high school football game. It's West Ruskin Dangerfield, and from what I can tell, it's not being streamed anywhere. If anybody could find a stream for it, holler at your boy. But I believe West Ruskin Dangerfield is not being streamed. I know it won't be on Texan Live. Uh, and won't be on the NFHS network. So, I don't know.
1: We talked about it, and then we said no.
0: Yes. So. <laughs> is, uh,
1: uh, but, I can tell you this, like, Step's going to be there. Steph will be um, there. So, follow his Twitter account. So, you know. follow his Twitter account, and you can get it.
0: Right, exactly. So, Thursday, I guess watch the Cowboys. What's yeah. the Sunday night game? Or the Ooh, Thursday night game, I suppose. That's a good question. Because the Lions know. and the Bears played 11 in the Sadness Bowl. Uh, and then the Raiders and the Cowboys play.
1: Yeah, I was got to say, if you're gonna watch that first game, like you're really trying to get away from your relatives yeah. at that point. <laughs>
0: well, I would say if
1: uh, Bills and Saints. Two.
0: Okay, that's not bad. Although yeah. the Bills are kind of on a bad run anyway. Anyway, should be fun. Enjoy your Thanksgiving.
1: Friday. Dateline.
0: Best Friday of the year. That's yes. my hot take. Okay. This is the best Friday of the year, and here's why. Black because Friday. you got football. All stinking day because mm-hmm. normally when we do the Buck Group Guide, yeah, we talk about Friday. We say, guys, six o'clock is when it really kicks off. Yep. Guys, no. we got nooners. We got nooners. Okay, at noon. And remember, we're working on the assumption you- there are
1: real fast. There are nine different times that games are kicking off. Awesome for high school football on Texan live
0: Remember, we're working on the assumption you have three screens at your disposal: yeah big screen, laptop, phone. If you got more than three screens. Subscribe to texasfootball.com.
1: Yeah, you can test out your new Black Friday TV with texanlive.com.
0: There you go. You can get on Roku. At noon, Quero and Wimberley. This is a rematch of a game that was played in Week 2 when Cuero won 21-3. to mm-hmm. Now Cash McCollum, their quarterback, went out in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wimberly is better than they showed then, but I also think Cuero's improved. Yep. So I think that's going to be a really fun game. It'll be uh, Jared Robinson on the call. Also at noon, Houston, C.E. King, and Katie. I think Katie's the favorite, but C.E. King with Jarrell, uh, Jarrell Wimbley. They can give him some trouble. I think that's gonna be a really interesting game. M- Michael Silvers and Brent Hallmark on the call there. One is where you're gonna start have to start making some decisions. Yep. Okay. You're gonna to have to start making some business decisions. So you can go you can go if you need to bail on one of those, that's fine. You got three choices between one and one thirty. Mm-hmm. Actually I'll lump two o'clock into this as well. Okay. You can watch Lake Travis and Laredo United South. That I, could think get Travis, ugly. I think Lake Travis I think Lake Travis is gonna win. Uh, Even though this is quote-unquote Valley Week, Laredo United South is not in the Valley, and you should know that. But I think Lake Travis is your favorite there. I want you to watch, oh boy, I want you to watch Lorena and Columbus. I think that's the headliner. I think that's for the Region 3 title, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think that's for the Region 3 title. Step came away really impressed with Lorena. I've been on the Lorena bandwagon for a while. Keep an eye on that game. I think the other one you got to do is probably Tompkins and North Shore. Although yeah. you can do Cedar Park and Peyto. I think that if Cedar Park, this is the this is like basically, do you believe in Cedar Park magic? Right? Because I think Peito's your favorite in this one. I think this is the pretty much the best team they've played besides Vandergrift in the opener. But Cedar Park certainly got that magic and they've got much more pedigree than Peyto does, so it does that matter? But otherwise, Tompkins and North Shore should be the play there. That gets you to pass past the two o'clock game. At four o'clock, you can watch PSJA North and Westlake.
1: Another oh, one that's going to be another ugly. game that
0: I would I, I think is going to be one way traffic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSJA North could shock the world. I don't see it happening. Five o'clock.
1: Clear the day. De- You're going to be there.
0: I'm going. You're going to be there. Five o'clock. Big screen. Mm-hmm. China Spring and Carthage. That's what you got to do there. China Spring and Carthage. You got to do that. By the way, there is college football action uh, going on as well. 11 o'clock. You can watch Texas and Kansas State. Um,. It's honestly not. There's only three games on 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 Friday for college football: Texas and Kansas State, mm, Oof. UTEP and UAB. Mm, uh, you know, I think UAB is pretty clear favorite in that game, and then TCU and Iowa State. That TCU one. it's for it's for bowl, uh, it's for TCU bowl eligibility. Okay, they got so an opportunity, but they're on the road at Iowa TV, State. Yeah. It'll be tough. so that that gives at three thirty on uh, FS1.
1: Want to say too real fast with that China Spring Carthage game yeah. that uh, Wichita Falls coach uh, Coach Freeman will be uh, he'll be Grant doing color Freeman. Yeah, he'll be doing color with, uh, so have with Gavin. On the
0: call. China Spring and Carthage, clear the decks. 5 o'clock, watch that game. I think this is the toughest playoff test for Carthage in a long time. Mm-hmm. And China Spring certainly got the juice to do it. I think a lot of things have to go right because you got to beat Carthage. But I think it's going to be fun. 5 o'clock, textinlive.com. 6 o'clock. This is when things get really tough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I want you to watch West Orange, Stark, and Belleville at okay. 6 o'clock. That's my pick for the 6 o'clock hour. I want you to lock into that one. Belleville, of course, with that outstanding duo of playmakers they've got going up against the Blue Link defense for West Orange Dark. Should be a lot of fun. 7 o'clock, things get even tougher.
1: That's where the meat and potatoes are. As in numbers-wise, there's a lot of them.
0: <sighs> Golly. Leander Rouse
1: know. and Liberty Hill is the it's one that piques my interest. Super sneaky. Yeah, Coach uh, Hutto Coach Brad LaPlante will be on color for that one.
0: He'll be on the call. It'll be great. Manville and Hightower. In the rematch, remember, that was 16-12 the first time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be even better this time. Atascada and Rich Point, it's mm-hmm. a great game. a and and Crosby. Crosby's doing that thing again, where they're just being like the best team in the region. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really go wrong. Alamo Heights and, and, and Marble Falls is interesting as well, uh, if, if you want to talk about a big Region 4 showdown there. Mm-hmm. And then at 8 o'clock, you got two options. Gregory Portland plays Flower Bluff, Corpus Christi Flower Bluff, and you've got Kilgore and Chapel Hill. Kilgore and Chapel Hill is, uh, I believe, also a rematch. Yes. Um, yeah, I have a whole list of them. Uh, that is also a rematch. Um, yeah. Uh, Chapel Hill won or Kilgore won forty-one to twenty back in week eight, but I think Chapel Hill is starting to play their paper a little bit better. So that is certainly a game to keep an eye on there in uh, at the eight o'clock hour. It'll be it'll be late night. It'll be it'll be full tummies. Mm-hmm. There won't be high school scoreboard live that night, so you can stay up late and watch football until yep. football's over. Then we matriculate to
1: Saturday. Dayline.
0: Saturday pickle. 11 a.m.
1: <laughs> Get ready.
0: Text Tech and Baylor. Yep. Text Tech and Baylor. Butt Bowl. The Butt Bowl. It's going on. It's, out, it's at McLean Stadium. Uh, Baylor needs to win it. Baylor needs to win it and to have any hope of making it to the Big 12 championship game. Uh, they should win it. You can also, if you're a real sicko, you can watch Houston murder UConn. Yeah,
1: oh gosh. Real fast, when does Bedlam, what time is that's that a, game? I
0: want to say that's, I'm, I think that's a night game. I think it's six. Okay,
1: because they're going to go from playing and probably beating Tech yeah. to then all sitting on their couch watching that.
0: <laughs> at noon, you're going to go two wide at least. Going two wide at least. You can keep whatever game, or because uh, you got a high school game you got to watch, mm-hmm. and then if Tech and Baylor are still interesting, you can watch that one too. Austin LBJ and Bernie. hmm Pointsy.
1: Pointsy. Hashtag Pointsy.
0: Pointsy. Okay. Austin LBJ's offense is doing crazy things. Bernie's got Rashawn Galloway. Pointsy. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That game's at noon. Uh I believe it is uh Johnny Baeza and Trevor Bullard on the call. Yep. Also at noon, you can watch Louisiana Tech and Rice if you want to get one last sniff of rice this year. At 1 o'clock, Katie Cinco Ranch and Humble Summer Creek will go at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is going to be rather interesting. Summer Creek is still a fourth-place finisher. They're playing really well right now, brimming with confidence. They've been one of the fun stories here in the Texas High football playoffs. Big lift this week against Summer Creek. You've also got 1 o'clock, UTSA at North Texas, ESPN Plus. Get out the wallet. North Texas has a chance to ruin everything and make a bowl. So they got a lot on the line here. They do. UTSA North Texas. That game's at 1 o'clock on ESPN+. 2 o'clock. Cedar Hill and Bridgeland. This one's interesting. Texas. Lo- Texan Live. Really interesting. A game. Spoiler alert. We'll talk about in the picks. A game almost entirely decided by Pace. Yep. If this game gets into the 30s, I don't think Cedar Hill can keep up.
1: No, I do not either. But There's... this
0: game's a defensive slugfest. I know which team <laughs> has the better defense. Yep. So that game will be a lot of fun. 2.30, uh, you can watch uh, uh, Byron Nelson and Denton Geyer, if, if that piques your interest. You can also watch at 3 o'clock Tulsa and SMU. SMU trying to close out their regular season with a win. That game's on at 3 o'clock on the, on the deuce. 4 o'clock. This DeS- one's a banger. DeSoto and Spring-Westfield. DeSoto and Spring Westfield at the Alamo Dome. Mm-hmm.
1: Trevor Bullard and Matt Step on the call.
0: Certified. Certified banger. Okay. That you gotta be on gotta be in on that. Then six o'clock, AM goes to LSU. I've been saying for weeks don't let a headless LSU team beat you in the regular season finale. Yep. Don't do it. Because I'll be honest nine and three for AM, I think at the end they'll be like, mm, could have been a little bit better, but fine. If you go eight and four, the season's a disappointment. Yep. Plain and simple. Especially against LSU. I
1: was going to say, especially when you beat Alabama and lose to Mississippi State, Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas
0: Ole Miss, and LSU.
1: Like, w- the it. math does, in fact, it not check, check out.
0: out. <laughs> Eight o'clock, Tom Ball and Rockwall Heath. Eight o'clock, you got to go two wide, guys. Yeah, you have Eight o'clock literally. Saturday. Tom Ball and Rockwall Heath, certified, certified banger. That's going to be a lot of fun. Tom Ball has—you want to talk about two great quarterbacks going at it? Oh, yeah. Cale Helms for Tom Ball going up against uh, Josh Hoover for mm-hmm. Rockwell Heath. Mwah! Love it. And finally, also 8 o'clock, the reason you got to go too wide, Gavin Moritz and our buddy Nick Harris yep. on the call. Duncanville in spring. I make no bones about who my favorite player in the state is. Yep. I love, I love Bishop, <laughs> Bishop Davenport. Davenport. I'm worried about him this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's Duncanville. Uh, a great game, though. Keep an mm-hmm. eye on that one, Duncanville and Spring. You can go two wide at 8 o'clock, and all these up to 11 o'clock. High School Scoreboard Live on Belly Sports Southwest. Yes. So there you go.
1: Um, yeah, so also, I've just we have, like when I was scrolling through my Twitter last night, uh, people were all getting hyped about being able to call games together. We yeah. have like a star studded cast on the calls this weekend, so that's Grant another Freeman, reason. We mentioned
0: Grant Freeman is doing the uh, the Carthage China Spring game. Grant Freeman is two things. Grant Freeman is A, very tall. Mm-hmm. Grant Freeman is also B, apparently a journalism
1: guy? Yeah, he, he minored in journalism and stuff. So uh, Step said he used to do color commentary for ASU basketball. How about that? Like that used to be one of his actual side gigs that he did and so he knows what he's doing so okay. it'll be cool and it'll then yeah fun. coach LePlant's going to be doing that and we got we Nick d- Harris, Matt Stepp, we got the whole shebang. We
0: tried to get we tried to get uh coach LaPlante on last year I just think it didn't work out uh-huh. but this year we were able to finally work with his agent yeah coach LaPlante. In.
1: So it'll be fun make sure you spend he's whole- hyped he is hyped. <laughs> make
0: sure you spend your whole weekend on the couch with your butt groove guy. Now let's go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts?
1: Um, I guess this will be a good time to do some scheduling stuff here and just say we have a mega show oh, coming tomorrow. Like I'm talking mega show. You do not want to miss it. And we're,
0: we're putting we're putting guys we're putting 20 pounds of crap in a 10 pound bag.
1: Yeah, tomorrow. and so if you do miss it, here's the perfect thing to listen to on your way to wherever you're traveling for yes. Thanksgiving. But it's going to be mega mega show, and then that's so, because we're off. Thursday, well, Thursday and Friday.
0: Friday. So here's what we're running run with tomorrow. And see if I've got the rundown because it's for myself. Okay. We're going to kick things off with This Week in Recruiting Recruiting yes. Powers. Then, the picks. I'm going to predict every high school football game this weekend. Every UIL Texas high school football game this weekend.
1: Nope. Mr. Texas Football.
0: That's right. We're going <laughs> to unveil the... Start over. We're gonna unveil, okay. Here's Curtin. what's happening tomorrow. We're doing This Week in Recruiting. Mm-hmm. Then we will reveal the 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Yes. That's happening. Then the picks. Then you pick every game. <laughs> my high school football predictions for every single Texas high school football game this week. Yes. Then college football burning questions. As we ask, uh, we answer burning questions about uh, college football coming up in the final week of the regular season for almost every team. Mm-hmm. Then Thanksgiving spectacular. It's our Thanksgiving spectacular.
1: And I've been crafting.
0: A lot to get to I was going to say, it's a, yeah,
1: it'll be a long mega show tomorrow. So there's your gift before you go enjoy the best day of the
0: year. <laughs> gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young, please make your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for the Thanksgiving spectacular Texas football today.